Hi guys. So I wanted to do a bit of a video talking about some of the public perceptions and public attitudes and things towards the foster care system and young people in that system that I have seen while being on social media. I've been on TikTok about two or three years now, sharing my experience in the foster care system and the children's social care system. And there's been a few different themes I've seen when people are responding to me and different attitudes and things that come through. And a lot of the time, they are different variations of the same kind of themes. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit and break down where I think some of these come from. Because there is such a stigma with when it comes to young people in care. There is a huge stigma against young people within that system. And that's something that a lot of people don't know about and are very naive about because it's not something that they've ever experienced or heard a lot about. Um, and a lot of these comments show that stigma. So I wanted to read some comments that I have received on TikTok and then talk about the attitudes that I feel like drive these comments. So for a little bit of context, recently on my TikTok page, I have been doing some videos talking about an adult social care placement that I had been recently placed in and some of the concerns and issues that have come up during that. And one of the things that has happened recently is the fire service did an inspection on the home. They didn't close the home, but they did find some fire safety concerns that needed to be addressed and the home had been given two weeks to do so. Um, and I had done some videos talking about that and someone left a comment saying, if your life is in danger, you would obviously leave. It can't be that bad or fire service would close it down. You definitely sound very ungrateful. Now, this is something I see a lot. People labelling young people who are sharing their experiences as ungrateful or entitled. People have a very kind of what I tend to call sunshine and rainbows view of foster care and of any social care system, really. They view it as something that you should be inherently grateful for. Um, and the reason I wanted to bring this up, because yes, this was about an adult social care placement, but it's something I've seen even when sharing my experiences in children's social care and in different placements and foster homes in that system as well. Um, People expect you to be inherently grateful. They expect you to never criticise it, to only share your positive experiences and to never really share your actual reality and the day-to-day -day issues that can come up. And they don't want you to speak about it. Like, I've had people come on my page before when I've spoken about um, abuse and things that I've suffered in the foster care system. They have said things like, well, would you rather have been left with your parents? When the option shouldn't be stay with your parents, which may be an abusive and dangerous situation, or be in foster care, which can also be an abusive or dangerous situation. What should be happening, which is what I'm really fighting for, is for the foster care system to be a safe and protective environment for any child who needs to be in that system. It shouldn't be that it is also a system where people are being re-traumatised and further victimised. And the same applies for adult social care as well. Okay, so I'm just editing the video and I have uh, noticed a lot of humming or like buzzing in the audio. Um, I've not been able to remove it. I don't know if I've been able to reduce it at all, to be honest. I've been trying to. Um, I don't want to re-record the whole video because it took quite a while to do. So I will try to avoid that in future videos. I think I found the issue with it. Um, I have been using my Tascam that I have for my degree in audio music production to record and I had incorrectly connected the cable to it. Um, so I'm hoping that there 
shouldn't be any issues in the future with it, but I've not been able to do a huge amount about the buzzing in the video, so sorry about that. Um, but instead, when you're in the foster care system and you're speaking up about your experiences and sharing the negatives that happen in this system, you're labelled as ungrateful and entitled because you're not saying positive things. And I've seen it so often where when you share a positive story or a success story, people are all over that. They're very supportive. They're very big on that. They want to see that. They want to hear about that. And of course, that's what we really do want to be happening. We want people to be having a good experience in the system. But then when people raise the issues, they don't want to hear that. You're entitled, you're ungrateful, you're just creating problems. One thing I get a lot is people saying that I just love to moan. And it's just like, it's really frustrating because it's like, of course I don't. I don't like to be in these positions where I'm having to fight for my basic rights. I don't like having to lodge complaints against organisations. I don't like having to be in a constant fight just to get the care and support that I need. I want to be able to just get along in my life and not have to fight these never-ending battles just to get basic rights um but sadly that's often the reality in the social care system but people don't understand the depth of the brokenness in that system because they're not experiencing it especially if you've been in multiple homes and multiple placements that weren't suitable or where you weren't receiving the right care then people will say things like, well, if you've been in X amount of places and there's been problems, then surely you're the problem, which, again, isn't the case. A lot of the time there aren't placements that have the the knowledge or the expertise or the resources to support young people, especially young people with more complex needs and complex trauma. So then young people get bounced from setting to setting to setting because there isn't a setting that's able to provide what they need so then they have difficult experiences in various different settings and rather than recognizing it as systematic issues that are happening where the system isn't being given the funding and resources to adequately support people it's the young people that get labeled as the problem by the public when they're hearing about these situations it doesn't help it doesn't help get reform. It doesn't help young people. And all it does is make people feel like they can't speak out about their experiences out of fear of how they're going to be tarnished or painted by these people. And it's part of where the stigma comes from, because people view care kids a lot of the time as troublemakers and as problematic young people. And these kind of attitudes obviously are very much being shown in young people being labelled as ungrateful, entitled, and other things like that, just for sharing their negative experiences. It's something I could talk about quite a lot. Kind of following on from that is this comment that I got, which was from the same person as the previous comment, where they said, um, I guess you could also leave if you're unhappy, or I guess you could appreciate somewhere to stay. Now that is setting the bar extremely low telling young people that they should just be grateful for having a place to stay. Now, I get it. There are some people who are homeless and who have nowhere to stay. And of course, I'm grateful for having somewhere to live. But when I'm living in a placement like where I currently am, where it's supported living, and you're meant to be getting the care and support, and you're not getting that, then you have a right to be angry and frustrated because you're not getting the care and support that you need. Of course, I'm grateful for the housing, but I'm not grateful that I'm not getting the care and support that I should be getting, especially when... People on TikTok especially love to comment on where their taxpayers' money is going and to critique and criticise where that money goes. But then they seem to be completely okay with their taxpayers' money going to companies and private businesses that are supposed to be providing 
care and support to people that then don't always provide that. You'd think that people would have an issue with that, would have an issue with them paying taxes to a social care system that's then giving a lot of money to providers to provide care and support. And if the people are not then getting that support, then these companies are taking that money and not actually using it for what it's meant to be used for. Um, and you think that there would be more like outrage about that, especially because people love to criticise where that money goes, um, where their taxpayers' money goes, but then they don't want to comment on issues like this and want you to be quiet about it and don't want you to share those negative experiences. They just want you to be grateful for the absolute bare minimum. And it's something that I've spoken about on TikTok when it comes to foster care, because, again, people have said to me, would you rather have been left with your parents? And I feel like for me, I was in an abusive situation at home and I got put into foster care, which a lot of the time was also an abusive and unsafe environment. But at least it kept me alive. And I feel like that's where the bar is often set, is that the bar is on the floor when it comes to foster care and social care. And you're expected to just be grateful for the absolute bare minimum. And a lot of the fact, a lot of the time, you're just expected to be grateful for being alive and for being removed from a situation, but not actually then getting the support in the system. And you're expected to just tolerate neglect, lack of support, lack of care. And you're just expected to tolerate that and to just basically shut up and put up and not have to speak up for yourself. And as soon as you do speak up for yourself and advocate for yourself and others, you're told to just be grateful for the bare minimum and labelled as ungrateful and things like that. It's it's very, very toxic. And again, all it does is harm young people. And a lot of the time, I've noticed it comes from this kind of savioristic view that people have, especially of the foster system. They view it as a thing that kind of swoops in and saves children. And they don't want to acknowledge the fact that it doesn't always do that. That yes, it may remove a child from an unsafe environment, but it doesn't always mean that that child is then going to get the care and support that they need in the system. And when people hear that kind of view that they have of the system being this thing that protects children, when they see that view starting to falter because they're hearing about what's actually going on in the system, mm. they don't they don't want to have that worldview break down. So they try and combat it and try and shut you down because it doesn't fit the view that they have of the system. And yes, don't get me wrong, there are some people who've had very, very positive experiences in the system and have really succeeded in the system and have had all the support that they need. But sadly, that doesn't seem to be the majority. The outcomes for looked after children statistically are not good. And we really need to be making sure that more young people are getting the support that they need so that those outcomes improve for everyone and not just for the few. A different comment I got was, but at least you're fortunate to have a place provided for you to stay. It sounds like you love to complain and very ungrateful, which again, is all the same themes that I've touched on previously. And again, it's young people being expected to be grateful for the absolute bare bones minimum and being expected to just not criticise that system. Um, a lot of the time, I think it goes back to cases like Baby P, Arthur Lubin Joe Hughes, Victoria Climbier. These situations where people believe that these children would have been saved if they were in the foster system. And yes, being in the foster system may have kept them alive, but it doesn't guarantee a better life. All it guarantees is a different one. It doesn't guarantee a better or safer life. It may keep a child alive, but a lot of the time that seems to be all it's doing. Um, and that should not be where the bar is. That, that should not be the standard we are setting. But sadly, it is a lot of the time. 
again, another comment of just saying about being extremely entitled um, for speaking up about neglect in a placement um, or for experiences that feel like they are neglectful. A comment I quite frequently get is people saying something along the lines of this comment that says, I do just think you do nothing but moan. And again, that comes back to the idea of people seeing you go through various different placements that haven't been able to provide the support because of resources or training issues and things. Um, and because you then are constantly raising those issues and speaking up about these difficulties, you get labelled as someone who does nothing but moan. Now, I'm very careful on my TikTok where I don't just come on there and bash companies or be very, very critical without explaining the context behind things. And I often relate my experiences in placements back to the systemic failures that lead to those issues um, and explain how these issues are created and where I think improvements could be made. But somehow, even with all the explanation of the different things that cause these issues and how I think they could be solved and being really quite balanced about it, I still get labelled as just just moaning and I think it does come back to that view that people have of your people in the system where you're expected to just be grateful and nothing else and a lot of these comments that I am showing in this video are actually very tame compared to some of the comments I've had that have been downright vile um, and people saying very very nasty things um, because they just think that I'm just complaining and just criticising the system constantly and they don't actually see where these issues are coming from. Um, I've had some absolutely vile comments on my page and I, I don't say that to get any kind of sympathy from people, but I want people to understand the level of stigmatisation that young people in the system face, especially if we are critical of that system. Um, it's... It's wild, the level of hateful comments people receive just for sharing their experiences. Another comment I got quite a while ago now was this comment where someone said, I wouldn't say it's broken in reference to the system being broken. Um, to be honest, some people do amazing, non-verbal to pre-verbal. I don't quite know what they meant by that. I'm guessing they were working with people with disabilities. Um, and they said, it's your experience, not the whole system, to be honest. This is another thing I've experienced a few times on TikTok is people, whether they be young people in the system themselves who've had a positive experience or professionals who say, I've had this experience or I work with people in this way and I, I'm good at my job and I help people. And that means that your experience is just your experience and not indicative of the whole system. And yes, my experience is not in any way indicative of the whole system. Um, my experience is not the universal experience. It's my experience. But when we look at the statistics for the outcomes for looked after children, which is a t legal term for children in foster care, um, statistically, the outcomes are not good. Children are being failed on a systemic level. So this, yes, this is just my experience of the system that I share. But if we look at the statistics, there are so many failings on a huge systematic level in the system so to say that the system isn't broken just because you have a positive experience in that system is very, very tunnel visioned. It's very kind of a blinkered view to have of the system. And I think people need to be aware that just like my experience is a universal experience, their positive experience doesn't negate the experiences of those who have had a negative experience. And really, rather than fighting over 
negative versus positive experiences. I think what needs to happen is people who've had those positive experiences to come together with those of us who are wanting to change the system. Because if we see those successes and figure out what caused those successes and what good practices led to that, then we can take that and implement it in other local authorities to give them an example of how good practice can be done and ways to improve the system in their area to try and make that more widespread so that more young people are experiencing good practice and therefore increasing good outcomes for looked after children and care leavers. But instead of having that, we just get into this kind of contest over um, whether or not your experience is valid because it's negative or whether your experience is valid because it's positive and it, it becomes competitive rather than it actually being let's come together for the better of all young people and that's another kind of thing that I've experienced from different sides I've had it from young people in care my, like themselves um, and I've had it from professionals and along the lines of professionals I've had some comments previously from social workers saying about um, not liking to see social workers being criticised. Um, so, for example, I've shared some of my negative experiences with social workers and I'll then get comments from people um, saying things along the lines of them not wanting to see social workers criticised or that I'm just bashing social workers. Um, and I've had to do videos on my page before explaining that me sharing my negative experiences with a social worker or with social workers does not mean that I am bashing all social workers. I have repeatedly blocked people from my page for making those kind of generalizations and saying that all social workers are bad because I don't believe that. But I do think that there is a place for people to be able to share their experiences with social workers and that they shouldn't be expected to not share their negative experiences because it's bashing social workers. If anything, rather than taking it out on young people and care leavers who have had negative experiences for sharing those, we should be being frustrated with the social workers that have created those negative experiences. But often when you share those, you then get people telling you don't blame the social workers, blame the system and the government for creating these issues in the first place. And yes, we need to hold the government accountable because a lot of these issues in social care start with the government and with cuts and austerity that then leaves the care system absolutely just bankrupt and that then leads to a lot of other failings and that can lead to social workers struggling under that pressure and making mistakes and making wrong decisions and potentially causing harm to young people and not working with them in the best ways which can lead to those negative experiences and there does need to be that accountability at every level with social workers managers directors and the government but there also needs to be a place for people to be able to hold individuals who've been involved in their care accountable for the experiences that they have created it's not always on the government if someone has treated someone badly um but it can be very hard to voice those experiences because then other social workers feel attacked because they're seeing a social worker get criticized and rather than understanding where that criticism is coming from they feel like their whole profession is being attacked and they then get triggered um and respond from that point of trigger and hurt in themselves um, and take that out on the young person who's sharing their experiences that's another theme I've seen quite a lot on my page and I tried to kind of respond to that by explaining that I am not generalizing all social workers I'm sharing my experience and that I think it would be great for social workers to come together and work with young people who have experience of the system 
because if we fight for a more young person-centered system that's going to improve things for social workers as well because the system will be based around what is best for young people and that will lead to a more person-centered system that will then help social workers to be able to support people better and obviously that needs to go all the way to the top there needs to be change at a governmental level it's not all on social workers but that doesn't mean that social workers are never held accountable because of government failings yes they shouldn't be held accountable for government failings but it shouldn't just be the government just like how it shouldn't just be social workers because there are some things that social workers do with young people and how they treat young people that isn't on the government that is a personal decision sometimes um, like I had a social worker lie in reports about me one time um, and I got an apology from my local authority for that. Um, so it wasn't a social worker, it was a leaving care worker, but, you know, it was a professional. Um, and um, that wasn't the government's fault. They didn't force this professional to lie in paperwork. That That was a decision that was made by that professional and they should be held accountable for that. So that that's that's another theme that I see quite a lot. But yeah, so those are some of the kind of general themes that I see coming across a lot on my page and don't get me wrong there are a lot of also very positive themes that come out I've got some amazing followers who have been absolutely amazing along this journey of advocacy and fighting for reform but I really wanted to do a video explaining some of these more negative misconceptions and judgmental views that young people in this system experience when we are trying to fight for change in that system and we're, when we're trying to bring awareness to it um, because I think it really helps people to understand some of the societal views around foster care, but also helping them to understand the stigma that young people face, especially when we are speaking up about our experiences that may not be the best experiences. Um, but there are a lot of societal views around the foster care system that need, need to change and public perceptions and things of it that need to change um, because we cannot get this reform without a huge amount of support. And if the public are not willing to see how broken the system is, it won't change. And on, often I see the public admitting that the protection, the child protection system is broken and that not enough children are being protected when they are living at home. But then they view the foster system as a fully protective system that is protecting children. And I think a lot of the time that's because they don't hear about what goes on behind the scenes because so much of that is hidden behind uh, child protection laws and data protection laws and um, things like full care orders. When you're on a full care order, you usually can't be in the public eye in any way. And when even when there are cases of um, wrongdoing and things that happen in foster care, a lot of the time there may be things like gag orders that stop those from being discussed in the media. So it can be very hard for issues in foster care to reach a point where the public has access to it and can see it easily. Um, so because of how protected those things are, which obviously is important to protect children, but because of that level of protection and kind of secrecy in a way, it can lead to the public not being aware. And that's why it's so important for the public to be open to hearing from young people like myself who've been in that system and are speaking about that system so that they can understand what the reality is um, so that they can help us fight for change. But what's been so hard, and I think a lot of young people may agree, um, obviously I can't speak for other young people, but it's something I've seen a lot of people struggle with, is trying to change that public perception because people really don't want to view things differently a lot of the time. And I, I think it comes from a place of fear that people don't want to have to admit that the system that is meant to protect children is fundamentally flawed. 
I think that's very hard for people to accept. It's a very hard reality to accept, especially because people really hope that that system would be protecting a lot of the children who are ending up killed by being left with their parents. Um, and I think it's very hard for people to accept the reality that that's not always the case, that that system doesn't always protect children once they're removed. And I think that's very, very hard for people to accept. And it's scary to accept. And I think that's partly why people can be kind of close-minded about it. Um, or it could also just be that TikTok is toxic. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that people are going to be more likely to listen and more receptive on this platform than they have been on TikTok. Um, but again, there have been some amazing people on my TikTok who I'm so grateful for, who are very open-minded, uh, very much willing to learn and are um, sharing their experiences too. Um, and I'm hoping that we can have the same kind of community on this platform and fight even more for what is best for young people.